It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 456 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, January 28th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. We've got Locked On NBA Daily across the whole network. And we've got the local shows covering all of the breaking news around the league. And just as we're coming on the air today, as we're recording, Locked On Pelicans just dropped their emergency Anthony Davis podcast. So make sure you're checking out Jake Madison, breaking down all the angles of that from the Pelicans perspective. Probably very sad, many tears involved uh, on from, from Jake's side of things there. So make sure you're checking that out. And uh, if there's a team that you think might be interested in Anthony Davis or has a package or whatever, I'm sure they're talking about that today on their podcast as well. We're going to be doing that. Why the hell not? It's Anthony Davis. It's fun. Um, so we'll get to that in just a sec. First, though, remind you to make sure you're checking out the podcast on Locked... Um, checking out Locked on Raptors. Blah, blah, blah. On iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. is the best way to support the show, as always. And I very much appreciate anyone who's taken the small amount of time it requires to do that. I also have a Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash Raptors to get premium podcasts. Diving deep in Raptors history between Andrea Bargnani in the most recent recent episode, we talked about uh, oh god, we talked we talked about a lot of stuff. We've talked about Game Seven between the Raptors and Nets from 2014 on down the line. Lots of good Raptors history stuff on that feed right now. So subscribe, two or five bucks, you get either two or four podcasts a month, and uh, it's very much appreciated if you do that. All right, to today's show, kind of pressed for time, so we're gonna get right to it. Myself. I'm joined by Vivek Jacob. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, not bad. Just trying to stay in as much as possible on this ridiculously stormy, snowy day. Um, got through an episode of Daredevil. Trying to get back to some semblance of a normal sleep schedule now that the Australian Open is over. <laughs> I uh, I do not envy the sleep schedule that you had the last couple of weeks, and I'm glad for your health that you're going to get back on the regular cycle of things. Um, I guess some people's sleep schedule was, was screwed up this morning by the news that came out at like 7 a.m. that Anthony Davis has requested a trade. We're going to start there before we get to the Raptors games against the Rockets on Friday and the game against the Mavericks as well. Full disclosure, I has still have not seen the lion's share of the Rockets game because I was away on a little vacation over the weekend and I was uh, in a, a lodge in the woods and I didn't see much of the game. But that's besides the point. We'll get to Anthony Davis first. Of course, the Pelicans, or not, not, not the Pelicans, I'm sure they wouldn't announce this with boisterousness. It was Rich Paul uh, to Adrian Wojnarowski and crew that Anthony Davis has requested a trade. He has no intention of re-signing or signing an extension with the Pelicans, and that, I guess, puts the clock on New Orleans to make a deal. Uh, what was your reaction to this, Vivek? Were you surprised by this? And we'll get into the Raptors things in a little bit, but just sort of like initial, when you're looking around the league at deals, is there anything that kind of piques your interest? 
Uh, so to start off, I was surprised. I think to me this indicates that things have soured pretty badly between Anthony Davis and the Pelicans front office. Um, just because I feel like there's nothing really to gain for Anthony Davis from doing this um, if he is going to remain a Pelican beyond the trade deadline. Uh, so I, I feel that the only reason you do this is to try and force a, a trade by Feb seventh, mm-hmm. because now you're just now you're just going to play out the rest of the season with you know the fans are going to hate you. Uh, it's going to be just this awkward sort of situation in the locker room where you know if you if you had just voiced your concerns privately, you know you would have just been uh, playing out the season as you were to to this point. So I, I feel like on some level he's trying to force a deal. Um, by Feb seventh. Um, beyond that, uh, in terms of the teams, uh, I would have to imagine the Lakers are putting every chip possible on the table so as not to compete with Boston come this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, I, I, I don't know if there's uh, some teams that might swing for the fences. Um, one team I, I feel like should kind of swing for him, uh, even though. The likelihood of them keeping him beyond this season is unlikely as maybe uh, a Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that could be really interesting, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I feel like the Lakers are going to do everything they can to get him. Um, and then, yeah, it would be pretty insane to have LeBron come back with Anthony Davis at center. <laughs> it's weird, man. First of all, my favorite thing of this entire uh, Anthony Davis conversation is the image in my brain of Danny Ainge sitting in his office just stewing like a little wet pants to baby, being like, I want to trade for him now! But he can't. It's <laughs> outstanding. Because, <laughs> um, of course, if you haven't heard, uh, this has been widely circulated around, but you cannot have two players signed to the kinds of contracts that both Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis are signed to on the same roster at the same time. So the Celtics cannot trade for Davis until they theoretically re-sign Kyrie to a new deal or he walks somewhere else this summer but if, they, if they're getting Davis I would imagine he would stick around there uh so they cannot or they trade Kyrie and then trade him. or they trade Kyrie for him or <laughs> yeah in a separate deal with a third team or something like that yeah but that doesn't seem super likely either although probably a smart thing to do if you are the Celtics at least because Anthony Davis is better than Kyrie Irving but that's besides the point um so yeah the Lakers is such a weird thing to me because Maybe I am just like a like anti Lakers person, but I don't think I am. Like I think I'm pretty fine with them. They're whatever. I just like I don't think any of their players are that good. Any of their young players are that good or interesting in a trade. Like Yeah, I don't I don't Sell me on Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram. Like I guess it depends. Like if the if the Pelicans front office is enamored with them, then I guess like I guess we can't dissuade them from that, but why would they be enamored with Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram? I just I just don't get it. Like they they've not shown anything to me, to suggest that they would be, like, pieces that you can build the team with after Anthony Davis is gone. I mean, we've seen what the Lakers, without LeBron and with those guys running the show, is for the last few years. And then when LeBron's been out this season, like, it's just not good. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, I don't think there's any any situation where a superstar requests a trade and you're going to get equal value back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers will probably be on the low end of, the return, the potential return that you're looking at, um, especially if you compare what they can offer uh, by Feb seventh versus waiting for the summer, which is part of why I, I still find this so 
puzzling, like the fact that Anthony Davis, I mean, it, it really seems to me like he does not want to be on this team mm. beyond next week. Um, so now I think, I think you all, if, if you're the Pelicans, you almost go into fire sale mode, right? I think I, I saw the tweet earlier about Drew Holiday saying that 90% of the reason he resigned was because um, of Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure his big ass contract was the other 10%. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know the diminished but, market in which he wasn't getting paid anywhere else yet but no i totally get what you're saying there uh so yeah i i, I feel like the pelicans could be in fire sale mode here um and yeah beyond the lakers uh i don't really see who else would be will, uh, willing to drop everything just because you know mm-hmm. there's you, you look at the connection with rich ball and you know the agency and um i don't know if people will be willing to get a rental for a couple of months Mm -hmm. and then just have them fly off to la the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But it's not a couple months though, right? It's 18 months. Like they have, you have him for next season as well. He's not a free agent this summer, which I think... What if he pulls a Jimmy Butler and demands a trade from the new team anyway? I Here's the thing is... I was listening to Brian Windhorst's podcast earlier today, and like it sounds like Davis is just kind of a different kind of cat in that he's not really worried in the same way as a lot of guys are about like the market or anything like that. He just wants to play for a team that's like not shitty, and the Pelicans are about as shitty as it gets. So like, I feel like anything's probably an upgrade, and if you can show him in a year and a half, like, hey, we're pretty good, we have a very good chance of doing something here. Like, I think you should probably try to go all in and try to get him. Like, I think he's a less risky play like Paul George had LA earmarked and that was a risky move by OKC and like Kawhi was an inherently risky move for the Raptors as well because he's had LA kind of thrown around as a destination as well there's not that same like obvious circled destination aside from the rich Paul connections or whatever like I don't think there's that obvious correlation you can make between Anthony Davis and some destination he's trying to weasel his way to so I think if you give him a good pitch for a year and a half you stand a pretty good shot of keeping him around. But, I don't know, maybe that's just me. We don't really know. How, it's so hard because we don't know what these guys are thinking in their own heads. But, like, yeah. from all reports, it sounds like he's less concerned about the market itself and more concerned with the franchise not being a shit show. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so the one thing with what Windhorst is saying now, I, I think we also have to recognize that that's a change from what he said, you know, about you know, a week or two ago where yeah. he was saying that Davis isn't the type of guy to, uh, you know, force a trade out, out of New Orleans, that, you know, he, he's very attached to the fan base there, um, which is part of why this has all sort of come out of nowhere. Um, so uh, I I find it hard to believe that he doesn't isn't trying to force a trade to L.A. Um, but what teams do you have in mind, though? Where do you think... Uh, do you think San Antonio swings for the fences and tries to put something together? Yeah, I'm trying to like think of teams that have the incentive to take the risk and also yeah. the pieces. And like 
Okay, let's like, just start... I, I, I can definitely see the intrigue of San Antonio, right? Like, sure. Davis goes there, the, the, the next great big after Tim Duncan. I just don't know um, what the Spurs would trade for him. Like, they don't have that much in the way of, like, interesting young players. Like, I don't think you can sell Derek White as, like, the next building block of the Pelicans. Right. Yeah. But, I mean... You're giving up one of the, you're giving up Lamarcus probably right. Yeah, um, I saw there was a trade earlier. I saw uh, that was thrown out by Locked On Blazers host Eric Gunderson, where it was C.J. McCollum, Zach Collins, I think, and Fernie Simons maybe, and then a first rounder or whatever. Like that would be interesting. Um, and the Blazers seem like they're probably itching to do something anyway. My favorite right. one I've seen, I think, is Jamal Murray and stuff, and like Paul Millsap. Plus, like a pick and maybe something else. I can't remember exactly what Davis was in there. Davis and together. Yeah, like that would be dope as oh. hell. Like a Nuggets team with Davis sounds really, really cool. And okay, this is a Raptors podcast. Let's talk about this one. Like the Raptors, maybe more than any other team, are incentivized to go all in for a risky play like this. They've already done it with Kawhi, and if you're trying to sell Kawhi on sticking around, another right. bold move like this to try to. Wow, the the Pelicans with your very best offer, maybe that's a way to do that. And if Kawhi leaves this offseason, you still have Davis for another year. You can trade him. You can try to sell him and do the same thing next year and do do the pitch all all over again for a superstar and see where you end up after that season. Like, I think the Raptors are positioned based on where they are to like be a team that should be thinking about it. Um, I guess it just comes I, down I, to the I, package. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Masai will get in the conversation and try yeah. to figure out. Uh, the pieces that the Pelicans would look for in return. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, what would you be comfortable with uh, as a Raptors fan, as someone who follows the team, who's close to the like inner workings of it? Like, what's the offer you would throw at the Pelicans? Because I, am of the, I'm a, I tweeted my potential one earlier. I'll get to it after you go. Uh, I'm of the mind that just throw everything at them because, like, Davis is that good. Uh, yeah, Davis is that good. I mean, so when when you say throw everything at them, you're including Kyle Lowry in that list. I did not include Kyle because I didn't think he'd be someone that the Pelicans would be particularly interested in. Okay. I said Siakam, OG, Abaka, and then unprotected picks in 2021 and 2023. And you can sell the Pelicans on, hey, if AD leaves the Raptors and doesn't stay here long term, those two picks are going to be very, very good. And I know the first response I got was, but what if he leaves? I don't give a damn. You sold, you, you, you put in your assets that you have and yes you 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 bargain the future or whatever but it's for something that big and huge to pair anthony davis and Kawhi leonard in a, in a situation where that's just like never ever going to happen like if that if that opportunity is presented to you even if it's for even if it's for, for one year or half a season i think you do it and right. like i yes i love pascal siakam he's incredible OG Ananobi I would have been a lot more attached to before this season and it's not all his fault obviously he's had some personal stuff going on whatever and those two picks down the road, yes, it's a lot of risk, and maybe you line yourself up to become Nets 2.0, but 
But if it's at the expense of like getting Anthony Davis on your team for 18 months and having two playoff runs with him and potentially that being the thing that helps you keep Kawhi Leonard around as well, then I think it's a risk worth taking. Okay, so the one thing I would say is if you're giving up Siakam and OG and Ibaka, mm-hmm. um, who is your power forward? You, you're playing Davis and Valanciunas together then? Uh, Probably. Yeah, okay. like AD has kind of always been skewed personally to wanting to play the four anyway, right? Like that's always kind of been his thing. I know they're better when he plays at the at center, but like, or you, or you could also just run out Kawhi as the four, throw in like Norm and Danny Green or, or Fred and, and Lowry and Danny Green. Like you can find ways to make it work, I think, with Kawhi playing the four next to Anthony Davis too. Like this is the thing. A couple people got back to me and was like, what about the power forward spot? It's like, yeah. You have Anthony Davis. Like, I don't care about the positions. Just get Anthony Davis on your team and figure it out. (laughs) That's just kind of my thing with it. Like, the positions, because Kawhi can slide to a couple different spots and because Anthony Davis can play the four and five, like, you'll figure it out. Right. I I would be reluctant to give up both OG and Siakam positionally. Yeah. Um, And I figure if there's one that the Pelicans want it's probably Siakam because then because then at least theoretically you could play Davis OG uh, Kawhi Danny and Lowry as your starting lineup and you still have some semblance of depth sure Um, so so if you're giving up Valanciunas um, Siakam and then you probably need another seven, eight million in salary. So that is coming from. I didn't have Valentinus in mind. I had Ibaka. Oh, you had Ibaka. I had Ibaka, Siakam. I apologize. That's okay. Um, but maybe you'd prefer to give up Valentinus, and maybe the Pelicans would like that more. I just, I think they would probably. Yeah, so I so either way, it's to whichever they prefer between Ibaka and Valanciunas, right? Um, I, I think we're in di- we can both agree we're indifferent to who it is, depending on yeah, what. Yeah, like, again, you have Anthony Davis. Whoever your second best big is behind Anthony Davis matters less, especially since both yeah. of them are pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you if you trade one of those two, you trade away Siakam, um, and then you have, you, you're probably looking at, um. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is uh, Norman Powell or someone like that, uh, mm. plus the picks, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, depending on, I think that's something that might stack up with what uh, the Lakers have to offer. Um, Would you say Siakam is better than anyone the Lakers have? Because I kind of uh, think he is. I think. I think when we look at two-way impact, I would say he is. Um, like, I know Ingram and Ball have the high draft pedigree, but at some point, two or three years away from the draft, like, I think you have to kind of give up on that shit. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Ingram, I, I do think Ingram is really good. I just think he's not an ideal fit next to LeBron, which is what hurts mm-hmm. his value. Fair enough. Uh, uh, so, I, I would, in terms of banking on potential... Um, I, I still think there's a lot of room for Ingram to grow. I mean, what, what is he, 21 now? E, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's 21. So, right. I mean, 
there's still a lot of room for him to grow there. Pascal, um, he's really good right now. Um, but he's I also think, got the team control, and he's not expensive yet, which might be of interest to a team. Yeah, like uh, the Pelicans. Uh, yeah, and and. I think we've seen the exponential growth where the Pelicans can be excited about that, and he's already got some all-star buzz, mm-hmm. uh, probably more so than uh, Brandon Ingram or any of the, the Lakers' uh, young guys. So I, I definitely think there's room for a negotiation, um, and then it just comes down to you know what the Pelicans are looking for. If they're asking for uh, something insane, uh, where they're basically saying, "Oh, we tried, but not really." Where we'd rather just hang on to Davis till the end of the season and deal with all the turmoil. True. Uh, then I wouldn't. Then I wouldn't swing for the fences if that's the case. Um, where the deal is just so lopsided, you're stuck with. You know, I I, I don't know if I, I'd be okay with just sticking with with just having you know Kawhi and Davis left, and you end up maybe even giving up Lowry. You know, um, yeah. so. But in my, uh, so I just did it in the trade machine, which I hate, but yeah. hey, I pulled it up. Abaka, OG, Siakam does work for Davis in the trade machine. So then it leaves you with Danny Green, Fred Van Vliet, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles. Like, you're not exactly bereft. And I think, right. like, the idea of, like, getting a star in, another, like, a third star to go with Kawhi and Kyle, whether you can still consider Kyle a star or not, I think, like, last night shows that he still can be considered that um, yeah. and for most of the season has, like... You're always going to sacrifice depth for that, but we've seen time and again, like, oftentimes that doesn't quite matter if the top-end talent is good enough. And if you have Davis and Kawhi, like, that's so much talent that, like, if Danny Green's your fourth-best player, you're probably very okay with that. Yeah, no, if that if that is the deal that they're okay with, I'm definitely okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's enough for me, but um, I also look at the Pelicans and say, okay, we've got Julius Randle. We've got, you know, Miritich as well. Like, why are we taking on Ibaka and Siakam? Um, well, both like, those guys are, like, Miritich is a free agent. I think Randall has a player option after this season, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, like, but I, you, you figure... You're probably like, moving Miritich if you're moving Davis, if you're the Pelicans. In, so you're looking at, yeah... Not in the same trade, but, like, they're making. if they're going fire sale, like, Miritich if is a free agent, why wouldn't they trade sale, him? Yeah. yeah. If, if they're going fire sale, then yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Meritage is gone. Maybe Drew Holiday is gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe Solomon Hill is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's it just maybe maybe I'm just finding it hard to wrap my head around the, that there's a possibility that Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard could be playing for the Toronto <laughs> Raptors. But um, yeah. And, like, let me say this. Like, I said this before the Kawhi trade, so take it for what it's worth. But, like, I don't think this is happening. Like I, I'd be, I'd be pretty stunned if this happened. And yes, yeah. I was proven wrong in that statement by what happened with Kawhi over the summer. But like, yeah. this, this this is a different negotiation because I think more teams are probably willing to put in the big package, right? And right. like, I guess you know, it's not like they can't talk to Boston, right? It's not like the Pelicans aren't able to say, "Hey, would you give us Tatum in the summer? Should we hold off?" Um, yeah. And then Danny Ainge would say, "No, but we'll give you Terry Rozier." <laughs> um, and then the yeah. Pelicans can hang up and just make a deal now if they want to. Like, I don't know. Again, the Raptors are in one of these interesting positions where it's even more amplified than it was in the summer, where they were one of the few teams that was kind of in position to make this kind of all-in sort of play. 
And yeah. I think they are very much like that as well right now. I would say the Heat probably as well, because what the hell else do they have to do except try to get a star? And maybe Justice Winslow's been good enough this year and Josh Richardson's exciting enough that you can say, hey, they're like, Let, let's do this. And maybe the Pelicans would be okay with that because they're more proven. Um, but Siakam's been incredible this year, man. That is a nice chip to have. And the, I, I'm sure it can't hurt that Siakam has like punked the Pelicans a couple times this year either. <laughs> if yeah, you're just no, like looking for those little extra, you know, James Dolan like reasons a guy might get uh, be a target for a team. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, I, I'm not saying it's likely or even remotely likely, but the Raptors are very much in a place where if they traded for Anthony Davis right now, a they could make the finals this year. I think pretty easily. Like AD and Kawhi would be. I guess, how, depending on how you feel about Giannis, but there's an argument you have the two best players in the East, let alone the first best. And then, right. like, in a finals, who knows how that works out, but, like, you have a more of a fighting chance than you ever would have had with just Kawhi and Siakam at this stage yeah. of his development or whatever. And then you go oh, into next sure. year, and, like, it's your, hey, Kawhi, we already have AD here. Look at what, we can, look, look at what we're building here. We're bold. We're willing to make moves to sort of go outside the box and try to do shit that maybe other teams would be too scared to do. Why not be here? for this so like that's yeah, I think that, that kind of fits in with my sort of I, I i've started to think that the best case scenario for the rappers with Kawhi is him signing a one plus one yeah and then going and, and then you know figure is seeing what happens with lowry and Ibaka yeah in the 2020 free agency and going from there yeah um so i guess this would fit that timeline because then davis can do what he wants to um if the, yeah, like I said, if the deal is Ibaka, OG, Siakam, and a couple of picks, as the Raptors, I'm doing that. I don't know if I'm doing that if I'm the Pelicans. Because yeah. Ibaka is not a long-term piece. Um, I guess it totally depends what they think about exactly. other teams' assets and then also OG and Pascal. And I guess sort of the... the the temptation of like banking on whether or not those future picks are going to pay off in some sort of meaningful way, right? Like if they think, ha, these idiot Raptors think they're going to keep Anthony Davis beyond next year, if we couldn't, obviously 2022, 2021 and 2023 are going to be good picks. Of course we make that deal. And if you're the Raptors and you make that deal and those end up do becoming excellent picks down the road, A, at least you didn't pick swap the one in the middle like the Nets did, and B, <laughs> like you at least tried to do something spectacular and if you go down that way i can live with that especially after five years of everything being kind of the same and everyone getting mad and thinking it got stale if you go and do this on top of the Kawhi thing i will very much respect the hustle if it all flames out spectacularly in a year from now <laughs> so all right man bring yeah. anthony davis to toronto I, I did it i did it <laughs> get del demps on the phone uh all right we were supposed to go uh, – I have to be gut out of here in like two minutes. So we were supposed to talk about the games against Houston and Dallas over the weekend. Uh, we'll talk about those tomorrow. We have three days off now. So we'll do – this is – the Monday show is the Emergency Anthony Davis podcast that didn't really need to exist, but why the hell not? It's fun. Um, Tuesday we'll look back on the weekend in, in, in Texas against uh, Houston and Dallas, and then Wednesday we'll tee up the game against the Bucks and all that good stuff. So that's what you got coming this week. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, Vivek. Thanks for joining me for this uh, big old trade machine fest. Uh, usually thanks the kind of thing I hate, but hey, Anthony Davis changes it all. <laughs> He's well, really goddamn good. Anthony Davis to Toronto. 
So, yeah, I mean, thank you. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, you know. That's what the trade machine's for. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I found the first noble use of the trade machine. Everyone else's trade ideas are bad, but mine is good. That's pretty much the uh, the crux of this podcast. Uh, anything you want to plug right now, sir? Um, well, I mean, since we didn't talk about it, you can go to Raptors Republic and read my recap of the Raptors-Mavericks game. Yeah, Luka Doncic. Who boy. Yeah. <laughs> See if they'll take Siakam, Ibaka, and OG and a pick for Doncic, maybe. <laughs> Maybe Dallas will give up the, the, everything they have outside of Doncic for Anthony Davis. <laughs> uh, sorry, it is much. Sorry, carry on. You were plugging things. No, other than that, you can look out for my usual stuff. Uh, sports at the Athletic, Vice Sports, um, and follow me on Twitter at Jacob. Cool, man. Uh, apparently, it's snowing like something crazy in Toronto right now. This is why everyone should move to Hamilton. It's not snowing at all right now. It's delightful. So, uh, everyone should do that. I think it snowed earlier this morning. It was pretty snowy when I got home this morning or this afternoon, but whatever. <laughs> We're going to wrap the thing up now. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Follow Vivek at Vivek M. Jacob. You can follow me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All the places you get your podcasts. The Patreon page is up. There'll be another podcast up there sometime this week, so stay tuned for that as well. And uh, that's going to do it. Thank you, and we will talk to you next time. Next time we'll actually tell you or do what we said we were going to do on the podcast instead of just talking about Anthony Davis trades the entire time, maybe. Uh, so stay tuned for that on Tuesday. We'll talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.